Nottingham legend, National League, Div 1, Div 2, Div 3, Div 4, with the hoods, the lights and the hustlers, it's Bruce Lauder. Welcome back, Bruce. Hey, guys. Bruce, what number did you used to play? My number this time. Number seven. That's right. There we go. He'd never forget that, Bruce. (laughs) Never Never. forget it, will he? Never. That's etched in his brain. (laughs) Well, look, Mark, I have got a story and we got Bruce with us to enjoy it as well. And I want to talk about table officials. Table officials. So these are the people that sit in the centre of the court most of the time, I believe. Um, and they're either doing the, you know, the actual scoreboard where it's on the table or above, or, or, or the actual scorebook, or putting the little cone out to say how many team fouls they got as well. Um, and I'm going to start this segment by doing this. That's a long buzzer, isn't it? Yep. Anyway, right. How to feel them? I'm going to talk about. Oh, I wonder if I'm allowed to talk about this. Why not? Yeah, screw it. So, Portsmouth Force had a game (laughs) against the Bracknell Cobras. And uh, in the fourth quarter, this is a tight game. And the Portsmouth Force go to the line and they get a a free throw. It goes in. It's not written down in the table official book, in the actual official scorebook. But it is pressed on the scoreboard. So... Everyone sees a scoreboard, yep. doesn't think anything. Ports of Force then get the ball, hit a three on the scorebook. Three points get put in. On the score table, like the actual scoreboard, two points only get put up. And that's when the coach, the staff say, hang on, we just hit a three, what's going on? Ref stops the game, what's going on? And it's like, well, this is what the book says. And the book says that this is the score and everyone's wrong. And it's like, okay, long long story short, the game continues. Portsmouth lose by one point. Then the video is reviewed because they record all their games and they realize that free throw should have counted and wasn't put in the score book. So it should have gone into overtime. Now, I just think that's a really interesting story because as a ref, if there is any discrepancies, I would have gone to the table and gone, what does the book say? And you're taught this as a ref. You go with the book. But one person can make human error. So I thought this was a great podcast. Everyone's made an error there, surely. It's just the book. The book's wrong. The refs would... Yes, yeah, you're right. So the refs could... Yeah. Just logically go back and go, hang on. Yes, he did score a three there. Yes, there was a two point and a one point and a free throw, whatever. You should be able to go back three, four plays and see that and go, hang on. I can't see that free throw in the book. Where's that? If if you're forgetting, uh, if you're forgetting a shot during the game, maybe that's one thing. But forgetting a free throw in particular. Because it's written in the book uniquely, isn't it? Well, also, you would just remember the game stopping someone going to the line. The ref gets the ball. They have their little two seconds of glory before they can <laughs> hand the ball over. You know, refs like it to be about them, don't they? But it just highlighted to me that... I don't know who would want to be a ref. I really in, don't. But anyway. In theory, that the table person who's doing the book 
if there's a human error there, that can decide a game. Any experience with this, Bruce? Oh yeah, uh, I've I've been on both sides um, where there's there's been a the scoreboard says one thing, the book says another thing. You know, I've had the experience where we've, we've been three points up, we've held the ball, um, they've hit a three to tie it, and uh, they've gone to the scoreboard. Turns out we lost by two. <laughs> but, okay that was an interesting one um but then i've been on the other side where we've kind of felt all deflated because um we've seen the scoreboard and actually what we didn't realize is at half time there, there was a sort of we'll call them an apprentice let's be fair to them they'd swap the scores over because we changed directions yeah. so. <laughs> oh that is amazing i've had that yeah, yeah, yeah. Game. have we lost that game we were up at half time and then yeah so they were won. thinking that score is for that basket only not for the team yeah, yeah. Oh, that's well, they're, they're wonderful. pressing say so they're pressing that the right side for the team going right way and then they just carry on that logic in the second half yeah oh yeah i just <laughs> you, you, hey, hey bruce brilliant, you know it? what like i i the local team that I played for is called the Ports of Fury and we got asked uh, it's not here anymore but there's a there's a prison in Ports or was a prison called Kingston Prison and right. basically you, you only got in there if you were a lifer okay? okay and it was yeah the typical huge walls anyway we got asked to play them in a game of basketball so the Fury turn up rock up ready to roll one of the players literally came from it was like eight o'clock in the morning one player rocked up with and then, two girls he pulled from a, a right. from a club and and the guards were like if they come in here there will be a riot yeah. you can't come in here and it was like okay anyway they the, were suitably dressed as well weren't they we uh I we, imagine, yeah. we walked out it was an out it was on on the uh like the, the court like the outdoor uh like the courtyard, the courtyard. yeah yeah, yeah. And as we walked out, um, you had all the cell blocks. So intimidating. I mean, that's probably the most intimidating I've probably been in a basketball game. All the cell blocks looking over you, and then you could just hear all the prisoners shouting, Kill them, Kingston! And you're like, wow. Anyway, they were called the Kingston Killers. The killers right, and at half time, <laughs> we were beating them by like 30. And that's exactly what happened. Second half started, and the guy doing the scoreboard started put in the, the our score their score kind of swapped and we stopped and uh <laughs> this this guy on the table you think i'm making a mistake and we're like, no no that's all right nah, mate. that's you, right you crack on you, you <laughs> do whatever you like that you were. yeah <laughs> whatever you feel like doing press it as many times as you like oh dear i remember another one playing against mark jackson uh in in winchester and um not that anyone knows this other than a few people but when I play, I have a plus or a minus in my head. I'm not looking at the score, but as I'm going, if we score a basket, plus two. We score another plus four. And that's all I'm going in my head all the time. We were up by about 22. And in my head, I'm like, plus 22. Here we go. And I looked up and think, yeah, plus 22. I think Mark Jackson hit three and then someone else hit three. So I was like, okay, you know, they've reduced it by six points. I look up and it's like a four point game. I'm like, what? What just happened there? And I went, I said to the table, I stopped the game because it was like, what's going on? Because I was coaching as well. What's going on? No, I don't make mistakes. All right. I mean, we, we've talked- Day uh, one by four, I think. Yeah, well, there's an episode coming up with Bruce 
gotta go check it out it's a really good one bruce we talked about fimba officiating what's how does that work because obviously the, these are all international games so yeah. what happens in those instances so most of them i mean, it, it varies tournament to tournament but most of the, the come from the home nation or you can actually apply to be a fimba referee so as part of fimba gb we do have a guy that is a fimba gb ref that goes to these tournaments as well oh really Ironically, he can't ref our games, but this, the uh, home nation can have the home nation refs do their games. <laughs> That's weird. Reason for that, what you want. So, if but, there was a UK tournament, if the, sorry, if UK were hosting a FIMBA tournament, yeah, it could be UK refs. The majority would probably be UK refs, and then there'd be a few invites as well from from other organisations, or what they have one registered with the FIMBA organisation in that country to come with them. So, no bias there at all. No, definitely not. I don't know if this is a stupid question, but that, is that a paid gig? It's got to be a paid gig, right, for the ref? Yeah, yeah it's not. I mean, they're not going to retire on it because they're still refing. Um, but yeah, they, they, they do get a little bit thrown their way. I think it's all coming by the tournament. The tournament fees that the teams have to pay for is the venues. It's the um, the medics and, and the referees. I think the, the tables do it, do it voluntarily and the score, scores do it voluntarily. But yeah, the refs get a, get a little bit. Not always. I mean, some of them just do it because they love being part of the game and, and they love these these big international tournaments that they wouldn't get a chance to ref as in their normal day-to-day -day lives as well. So that must be quite difficult if you've got an international game and you're playing where you go, all right, first we've got a language barrier that we're going to jump over here, even if you're reasonably fluent or whatever. But moreover, if this is like <laughs> you're in a different country and you're playing that home team, it's like, yeah, I'm just, this is never going to go my way. If it's any officiating, table, anything. Yeah, yeah, I didn't see that. Oh, I forgot to write it down. Sorry. It's like you turn up and it's like we don't just have to win. we got to win by 20, even if there's two minutes left. You've got to have that gap. Yeah. Yeah, there are games that you start where you know that is the situation. Absolutely. Um, but I think that's the same everywhere you go. To be honest, I think it's even harder at the National League level because you know, referees can't really afford the travel that they have to go to now to get to all these games. So you do typically get home refs and some of them are more home-based than others, shall we say. Yeah, um, definitely. Uh, I remember I was at one game in um, in Sheffield where somehow between the table official and the referee, I got my one and only technical foul in my entire career for getting stamped on in the face. Wow. So, so you got stamped on? I got stamped on and then got the technical foul on me. How dare you, Bruce? Let someone tread on your face. Why would what you put your face in front of someone's, try to harm their foot with your face? I know. It's just so weird. My face isn't that big. I didn't have this side of forehead back then. Um, had a hairline. Um, <laughs> there's a loose ball. All, and I, <laughs> I've noticed now you're taking a cap off. There's <laughs> a loose ball and, and me being me doing my best Dennis Rodman impression, threw myself at it to save it. Might have hit the table a little bit. And then um, the Sheffield player's foot came and hit me on the face. And then I saw, obviously, he then stumbled and I saw this other foot coming towards me. So I immediately went to guide my face from being kicked. That's uh, a natural yeah. movement as well. Natural movement. Um, but I tripped this guy up. So I stood up and, and I, I've still got the scar you know, there's, in my eyebrow here. I had blood pouring down my face as the ref teased me up because he's chatted to the table officials. Oh, yeah, he, tri he tripped that guy up. Oh, <laughs> what? The ref, he asked for their opinion. 
Yeah, he said. Cause he said I mean, that's he said, the perfect like, story for this. Story. But what did you see? And he said, "Oh, I saw, I saw the 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 um, the uh, what was it? Knights back there. It was the Knights number seven trip up our boy. Do the do our boy. Table those officials. Are the words they used. Our boy. Oh yeah. Okay. Not biased at all then. No, no, no. no. So does tape do table officials have any power? To oh. to can they do that? Can they I say think, what's your opinion? If the referee asked the opinion, then. Yeah, you know, I suppose they have to. I've never been in that position. I, I have. It's the one and only time I've I've had that experience. It didn't go my way. The the <laughs> one thing as a ref I remember being taught was if there's any discrepancy with the score, you go with the book. That is standard. However, I've also ref games where a coach will question the book and it'll go, okay, I know the last three or four or five plays in my head and who scored what, roughly who scored it as well. I've looked at it and gone, yeah, yeah, I, that guy hit a three like two plays ago. That's not in there. Okay, yeah, that kind of makes sense to me. And we've worked that out. But that's not difficult. I've never asked the opinion of a... The table, because they're, they're, I won't say not not being rude to them. They're there to record it. That's it. Your, your job is to... That's it. If the ref says two points, that's in. Done. You put I've, it down. I've, I've heard, and I'm not saying this disrespectfully. Uh, this is me just being observant. I've heard total disrespect um, coming to uh, table officials wanting to be having their voice heard and go no that was definitely a foul it's like well that's not your position let the ref deal with it you, you like that's not you shouldn't have an opinion unless i guess based on what bruce said the ref asked for it but i don't even know if they they i don't know i don't have to know i'm gonna ask a ref that one are they interactive in the international games bruce or is it are they more the silent party no, they 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 interact a lot more with the um, typically the coaches by telling them, "Can you stop standing in my way? I'm trying, I'm <laughs> watching this game, please." <laughs> As the coaches sort of pacing up and down the sideline and then stand front and center while the table officials trying to watch what's going on. How many? That's how, what we get. how many officials? You said uh, there's like three refs, obviously, for an international game, but how many table officials are there? Again, it varies tournament to tournament because some of them do chats. Um, it depends on, I think, what level you're doing because I think you can have up to like, I think at least it's two, sorry, the least is two, but that's going to be like local league. Yeah. yeah. But you can have up to seven statisticians and all sorts as well, can't you? Yeah. I think it's seven. Yeah. You've got five who sit next to each other, then two slightly behind the ones on the wings, if that makes sense. Yeah, you've I got some one person running it and one person sort of watching assists, one watching rebounds, one watching steals and so on, just saying steal seven, blues, steal 12, white, whatever. I can't remember yeah. what the guys do on the back wings, I can't remember, but I remember it from the refing. Yeah, I've seen um, courses and stuff. Yeah, it's, it's, we hardly had any stats in our day. The odd game got, got stats, but now you sort of look at the table that used to have a scorer and a, a table official and now they, they just seem to go on you know there's the there's players are almost sat in the corners now because there isn't the space on the sideline that there used to be i mean with stuff like this you just said that they videoed that, oh, that game i just thought of a worse one actually i'll come back to it if they videoed that game is there i mean they've had var and stuff in football for a while now and no. obviously tennis it's a whole thing in no. the nba they do the whole do the let's go to the titan trot and have a look back now no not they're not gonna like I, i've I, i've seen it where people go look at this t straight away but yeah. I've, actually you had one in the nba who's yeah. that guy in the nba where, look at look at that uh, and he got teed up 
Was it LeBron? Oh, it might have been LeBron. Yeah, so a player got a camera out and said, "Look, there's the foul." Yeah, 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 it, yeah. It was the actual. It was the guy's camera, wasn't it? Yeah, it was LeBron. I, right. I, was, I coached a um, a local league cup final, um, uh, Ports of Southampton, and uh, they were filming it. So it was extremely professional, um, like cameras everywhere, all that. It was great, um, but one of the things with that is I got to review the game and some of the the calls you could look at it <laughs> I, I there was one which we got one of our guys got called a charge and it was never a charge in the world and he actually got hacked like three times and then he got called a charge and i sent it it's a moving i sent it to one of thing. the refs and said what what uh call do you think this is it was called a charge but that's that's what the beauty of cameras is is you can you can go back and review yeah, I mean, look, you've got to have a little bit of fluidity in the game. It has to have that movement in the game. You can't be stop, start, stop, start. But at the same time, most people will look at that and go, this is a X, this is a Y, it's pretty clear. You can't be getting scores wrong. How are you doing that? I just don't get it. I I, um, there was a, I actually looked this up online to see how common it is. It's actually really common. Um, really? Especially in the UK, actually. Um, there was one guy on oh, some forum. <laughs> and he, he, <laughs> Yay, and he, TV. He actually commented on a specific National League team. That, and I don't think it's fair no, saying totally the name, but I'll tell you afterwards. Um, yeah, you will. But he was like, when it's a close game, they've got a, a, a table advantage. And I was like, wow. And he goes, this isn't the first time. It, see, I, I don't. It may not be deliberate. Maybe it's just someone's looking down, doing something. Never knowing you cheated. Oh, on I've that, just, yeah. I've just missed that three that's gone in. I don't know, but um, yeah, I, I got a great table official story for you. So this was Portsmouth versus Bournemouth, and um, we were playing, and we were up by two points, um, and I remember. I remember the play because I gave the ball to um, a guy under the basket and he scored. We go up by two. Look over at the clock and there's one second left on the clock. Okay. I think they, I think at this point, the table uh, scoreboard goes. Loses all power, doesn't work. So everyone knows we're up by two. And there's this guy. I mean, this is how old he is. He's got the old Nokia phone. Remember that? And he goes, no, don't worry. I'm going to... Um, he had a whistle and he had his Nokia phone. He goes, there's one second. I'm going to tie one second. And when it goes to zero, I'm going to blow my whistle. And we're like, fine, we're up by two. And in my head, I'm like, right. All we need to do is they're going to launch it down the court deny just deny we're all right anyway <laughs> what happened the ref goes they inbound the ball from the baseline they dribble all the way up the court were you playing this game i was on the pine yes um they dribble up all the way up the court yeah they have a shot <laughs> um one second another guy gets a rebound then passes it out to a guy on the three-point line who then shoots, that goes in. Then the guy on the table blows a whistle. And he's like, and the ref's like, three points, game. It's like, what? 
You um, even knew there was a second left. What? Not quite as bad as that, but I've been on the receiving end of that where we've had, I think it was 0.8 of a second. The ball has been inbounded, dribbled twice, passed to somebody else who's dribbled, who's then passed to a third person yes, yeah, who's right. taken the match-winning shot. Oh, that's so, like, like, that's four I, seconds I, at least, I, isn't I it? See where this is as well, and we'll see if it's the same place. Oh. <laughs> that's um, PE rules or something, isn't it? Where it's like, okay, this is the last chance of possession or last possession, and then as soon as you lose possession, you're out or whatever it is. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah, that's, leave that in school. That's nonsense. Utter, yeah. utter nonsense. It, well, it got, it's kind of like next basket wins, isn't it? It is, absolutely. <laughs> it's like, right, the, the main clock's out. So it's, a t yeah, just yeah, whoever wins. Yeah, let's just. <laughs> Everyone's participated. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm here to win. Thank you very much. No, that, that's that's not acceptable. But I don't know. Uh, you know, I'm happy to be corrected. No, I'm not. But um, I don't know of many games that have ever been overturned in basketball historically. If they've got these things wrong, or a call's been made badly, or um, they had one recently with the Knicks where they the ball was outbound. And they called a timeout or something, I believe. But obviously, the, because it's in the last few minutes, the the clock keeps going, and they're like, "Well, that's it, that's game." And then the ref went, "Yes, yeah, so that's that's game." And the Knicks were like, "What are you kidding me? We were we were gonna, we had one more offense left." And that, you, and there's there's an element of, did you know the rules? Maybe I, you know, maybe you forgot that. At the same time, they called it. Nothing they can do. I th I think the the classic one I like is when. The US played uh, Russia. Remember that? Yeah. And US, uh, the USA scored the winning basket. Oh, the game yes, was over. Yes, yes, yes. Everyone thought the game was over. And then, what, for whatever reason, I mean, I haven't seen this in a long time, but I think they put like 0 0.4 seconds left on the clock. There's one American who's undone his shoes and he walks back on the court without doing his shoes up. I mean, that. I, I probably don't agree with that. It's like you're coming on, like even if there's half a second, it's like get your get your head in the game there. But they were so confident, okay, nothing's going to happen. But then Russia launch it down the end and the guy tips it in, doesn't he? Wins yep. the game. Yeah. I've never taken my shoes off that quickly after a game, I'll just say. <laughs> never. I'll tell you what, this is a bit of uh, Irish crickets for uh, Fimba GB. There you go. Cheers. Good man, cheers. The sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> well that that is a painful story and i'm sure the force will not be uh, thrilled that there's no outcome to that it was just look it was, it was a, a a fun little topic if i if i had more time to prepare i could i'm sure there's loads of stories we could do on that but oh absolutely on i knew bruce would have something with his national league time at nottingham so it's it's very interesting to know how the international games work as well that it's still effectively it's whatever local geography you're in <laughs> yeah it is um i mean obviously you haven't heard that from me and no one would have heard this either um but yeah it is it, it is the luck of the draw you know you you get good refs you get bad refs everywhere you go you get ones that and I, I genuinely believe I don't think they mean to be biased but there is just something subconsciously that goes oh you know I might just give them a little bit of leeway there and I don't think they do it on purpose um not all of them anyway some do um but it happens there is there is unconscious bias isn't there oh absolutely but I know a lot of those countries that you mentioned where the games are playing they obviously are I want to say basketball nations but a lot yep. of them, 
you know, in, in, in credit to them. You, you go into Italy, for example, there's a lot of basketball in Italy. You go somewhere like Greece or somewhere like that, there's a lot of basketball in Greece. You go to Croatia, there's a lot of basketball. You know, so they, these aren't just places that you go, oh, just random. Whereas, you know, maybe that's part of the weakness as well. I know there's, the, the NBA recently did a coaching thing, didn't they, where they come over to London and they're promoting training up coaches and training up also refs and things like that. That's something that they'll... So maybe that's a good thing that we've got a, a pathway to grow. Yeah, but, um, I, th- I think there's a whole psychology of refereeing, which is um, really interesting. Look, I'll hold my hand up and say, as a ref, I'm not going to say biased, but as a ref, I've been more lenient on other teams. Like, as an example, there I was refing a t- This was National League under-16s, and this team... Um, was losing by about 80 points and they couldn't even get the ball out over the halfway line because the other team were calling a full out press and a full court press i remember even saying to the coach winning went coach you know you're winning by 80 right and he was like yeah we want to win by 200 i'm like why and it was like because of the way the scoring works in the league and they needed to get more points i was like wow okay so um when the team that were losing by 80 were bringing the ball up and they might have carried it. I wasn't going to call that carry. It's like, they're, they're, and, and also there is, there is another instance where this was, this was uh, girls national league under 18. And I was refing that. And one of the teams was winning by 20 and, or maybe even more than that. And there was a player who was clearly out of her depth came on like last minute of the game she was through onto the basket she clearly traveled but she scored and i thought am i going to take that basket away from you like that's probably the only basket you're going to score national league and i'm going to go travel and the other team went there's a travel and i was like sorry i didn't see it and i don't know if that's until now i don't know if that's right or wrong I don't know. What do you reckon on that one, Bruce? Yeah, I I think you need to watch out for the comments. I think someone's going to comment on that one. Fantastic. (laughs) I don't know. It was it was a nothing game. If it was a game that was like, wow, this is this is going to affect the table. Yeah, I'd probably call it. But this was like bottom of the table clash against two teams that meant absolutely nothing. The result meant nothing, and it was like, you know what that young kid is going to remember that basket for the rest of the year and they might actually carry on playing basketball because of that basket for a nothing game that means nothing is that what, you, is that what you've been telling yourself i'm not <laughs> going to call that That's, i'm not going to call like, that I'll be honest, i think i'm just jealous because i've been called for so many travels in my life i wish i had someone like you that just gave me a shot once <laughs> in a while <laughs> well you got to be down by 40 for me not to call it i mean oh okay there's Fair definitely enough. a difference in, in youth basketball there's no question you've got to have that element of leniency but also you're almost educating the people in a way aren't you like by doing that on senior games though there's no excuse it's just you can't you just have that black and white thing don't you yeah it, it is you have you're right you know we we talk on about the, the finber side of keeping people in the game but actually if you have a bad experience you have a bad coach when you're a youngster that that turns you off that sport yeah, 100%. and it could be that you love that sport and all your friends play that sport, but you've got a bad coach, you have a bad experience in a game, or something doesn't go right at, at that age, at a young age, that can really yeah. change your opinion. So, I think I might let you off. 
I, I, I 100% agree with what you're saying. Like when it comes to men, uh, or sorry, men, women, um, mature basketball. So like when you're playing competitive national league, look, you get beat by 50, deal with it. Like that's, that's my mentality. You deal with that. But yeah, when you're ki- when you're a young team, young national if you're team, under local 16, team, you don't need it's to like get crushed. When I, I saw, like I, you see those links online where you will see, especially in America, where they're like, "We don't want to just beat you; we want to humiliate you. Then we want to laugh at you whilst you're being humiliated." I can't stand that. When you see, yeah, we beat this team by 152 to eight. I just think yeah, your coach is what a loser. Like why? Yeah. For there's what a, at that a- age? It, it really wound me up. So with the Hoods, we, we had a, a full um, junior program. And some of the league scores you see at under 14, it's like 100 points to 20 or 80 points to 10. You think, what's that actually teaching the kids? The ones that are winning and the ones that are losing. It's not really teaching them anything. So there has to be a limit as to, you have to reach a certain standard, surely, to become a National League side. Yeah. If you're going to be beaten by 80 points uh, every weekend, you're going to switch all those kids off playing basketball and that you know who knows where that might lead to them you know it's it, it really used to wind me up and yeah we were lucky we were normally on the the, the good end of those scores but you know i i went to to see some of the kids and we said oh yeah good results at the weekend said yeah i didn't really enjoy it you know i, I don't I, I want i want to play basketball i want to compete you know that there's no fun in that you know it was, it was embarrassing you know, we kind of hit a shot and then we're sort of, sorry, there's this go back on defense. But that says to me that your those kids were taught right, if that's their mentality. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, what absolutely. that says to me. Um, I, do, I did wonder, uh, we talked about this off air a long time ago, about maybe if a team loses by, say, 100 points, in the actual league table, they only lose by 30. Yeah, you put a cap on it. You put a cap on yeah, it. Yeah, it's just... So it doesn't incentivize the team of, right, we got to go and kill them by 200. I mean, that's how the points difference is and everything. And it's the way that they stagger the mm. tournaments, though, isn't it? That's... I've got a great technical foul story I've just remembered. Do you want to hear it? This was... Um, uh, I was coaching. This was National League. It was under 16 or under 18. I can't remember. And we had one guard who had got a technical foul in a game. And... It was the first time that these kids had played National League before. So one of them getting a tee was like a big deal for, for the for the team. Anyway, we were playing this away game uh, one evening and it was, you know, I'll say it like it was, it was local referees and they were very supportive of the home team, clearly. And um, it was, it was, um, must have been third quarter, third quarter. And I went over to the table and looked and they'd called something like 25 fouls on my team and one foul on the other. And I was like, I just lost it. As a, You know what it's like sometimes as a coach, you just lose it. So I just shouted, come on, you've called 25 fouls on us, one foul on them. And I remember, I'm not super proud of this, but the referee turned around because she'd literally just called a foul on our team and she goes uh, coach be careful or I'm going to give you a technical foul and I went if it improves your refereeing give me a technical foul and she teed me up and what was funny about this is the guy who already had a T on our team he, he turned around and went yeah 
welcome to the club coach like that because he was really proud he wasn't on his own and literally said it like that yeah welcome to the club coach the ref turned around to him and went number six technical foul you're out of it he was like what <laughs> oh dear that was really funny i would say after that moment all of a sudden all these fouls started getting called on their other team because it was highlighted 25 to 1. But uh, anyway, do you like that story? That was right, wasn't it? That's a little bit one-sided, 25 to 1. Oh, it's, yeah, maybe it was 20 to 1. I can't remember. But I think it's fair to say, uh, you know, I haven't played the same level as you guys, but all of us have had a play, uh, a call where you go, all right, I got either got away with that or... I took that guy's head off and they've just given me a foul. It's like, I'm surprised that wasn't a technical or a flagrant. Like, I, I, I was taking that pick and that guy was going down. He wasn't going anywhere at all. Uh, that literally, that was that was my job. It was soon, first, first, get the hooter. We know who their superstar is. You hit them and you hit them hard. You make them think twice for the rest of the game. And that was it. And I'd, I'd always pick up a foul in the first 20 seconds of any game. But, they did think twice before coming anywhere near me again. When I, I mean, dislocated... I, I broke one guy's finger once. I don't know if... Uh, I think you dislocated it, Bruce. <laughs> I think you should be teed up for that. You know what? The one thing I remember about that was I came in so bloody hot. Like, I smashed that ball with all my strength and the ball kept on going up. I, I just didn't get it. I hit it and it was like, bloody out. I dislocated my finger. I'm going, ow, and the ball was still going up. But I came... I hit that bloody hard. But uh, I think he should have been teed up for that. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, well, they, they didn't put it in the book, though, so it didn't count. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. I know the guy that was doing the book, so I was okay. Yeah, uh, home court advantage. Swift IPA down the there pub at the end. Thanks very much. Well, look, there's a good little topic for you, Mark, isn't it? Yeah. thought that was a good little one. Refs and the bench look at the other way. Lovely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> are, are we done with that one now? That's a nice way to put it, isn't it? <laughs> oh, I don't know which one. I'm not going to press it. I know it's one of those, but I don't know which one it is. Well, you got press one. Yes. Yes. <sighs> no. See, that's why I shouldn't have done it. <laughs> Every week. The buttons don't change, but you seem to think they do. <laughs> well, thank you for tuning in. And Bruce, thank you for joining us on this one. It was just totally thank you. random. But yeah, you know, there's always random stories in basketball. And if you've got a random story and you're listening to this, write in ukbasketballpodcast at gmail.com or check us out on Instagram and check on the socials. Anyway, I've been Mark. I have been Paul and go and check out Bruce. yeah! Bruce's episode. He's got an episode all about Fimba GB and it's a smashing episode. So please go listen to that and it's uh, very informative. Absolutely. 